Welcome to Equipus Christchurch. Equipus Church is a whole lot of friends championing one another to go higher in Christ. For more details, check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. Welcome back. It's so nice to see you. Um, you can take a seat. Um, cool. For those of you who, uh, who I haven't met you, my name's Penny. Um, I'm excited to, uh, to get to know you uh, this year. But uh, just, I wanted to, to say welcome back. Um, I, I, we had a barbecue last week as a church, uh, which was really cool. And I know uh, some of you were here. And I just, I don't know, every time I come back, I just am super grateful for how amazing this uh, community of people are, right? And uh, going away on holiday is always awesome. Uh, but also coming back is great because it reminds you uh, of the blessing of the people that you have. And so, uh, I'm excited for 2023. It's kind of like you have to get your head in the zone of writing the next number. I don't know if that's you, you've written it yet, but well, I have to keep reminding myself, okay, it's 2023 now. Uh, but hopefully you're feeling refreshed, uh, whether you some people were working over the summer or you've kind of had a chance to chase the sunshine, hopefully uh, somewhere. Um, nice. We, we went to Tiano as a family which was awesome. And actually, Tiana was quite a long way from here. Uh, have, you, have you been to Tiana before? Raise your hand. Yeah, it's like a whole day in the car. 10 hours is what it took us to drive there, uh, which like with a four-year-old and a six-year-old is quite a long way. Um, <laughs> I thank you, Jesus, for playlists uh, in the car. Um, but it was awesome. And actually, I don't know if you've ever been to Tiana. It's quite cold in the, the lake. Um, but I, and I'm generally a big wuss. Um, I like, I like, it has to be really hot for me to get in. But amazingly, I like. I went for a swim almost every day, uh, which is without a wetsuit. Also, I'd like to say. So, like one day, I sw- there's a pontoon. Like there's this little swimming beach, and there's a pontoon. And I thought, cool, I'm gonna get in. I was like gonna run from the beach, and I, I warmed myself up to the point I was like sweaty on the beach. I thought, right, I'm good. I'm ready to go. And I got in the water, and I swam to the pontoon. And then I thought, I think I'm having a heart attack. You know, it's like that cold hits you like. Ugh! And thankfully, it wasn't. It was just that it was cold, and I had to adjust. Uh, and thankfully, over the time that we were there, it seemed to get warmer. I don't know if that's true or whether I just got tougher. But uh, we uh, we had a really nice time, and it's nice. Um, I love just coming back now, and uh, just that, that feeling of seeing free, friends again, uh, and excited for this year in church. And uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, yeah, just uh, just about the year. I mean, we start at this time of the year, uh, and there's kind of this always the sense of uh, creating New Year's resolutions. Are you, if you're a New Year's kind of resolutions person, can you raise your hand? Is that you? Some people love it. Some people are like, mm, nope. Not me, uh, but many people uh, see this kind of time of the year as a chance to begin again, right? To start new habits, to pick up ones that you tried one time before or many times before, uh, to eat less, right? You have some delicious pavlova at Christmas Day, and you're like, okay, tomorrow I'm gonna start exercising more, uh, or to get up early. I like to set my alarm this week for six thirty, and you know, I was like. Like, you know, that jolt of the, the first few days when you're going back to work and you get up. Uh, or maybe you're kind of deciding, I'm going to take the stairs at work this year. This can be my goal. Instead of taking the lift, I'm going to take the stairs. And, and these are great things. All right, they can be healthy for us to do. Uh, and uh, in the middle of last year, um, you, many of you will know, we moved house. 
and we moved to a house with lots more garden, uh, which has been really nice. Uh, we've kind of, I've, I've actually discovered that I, I'm quite, I quite like gardening. I like, um, there's like, yes, I feel quite old actually admitting that. It's like all of a sudden realised like, yeah, I like, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> but there's just been lots of pulling out weeds, right? Like we've, we've embarked on this garden that is kind of really established. And so I'm learning all sorts of things. I sprayed my roses this week, felt quite old, uh, um, discovered, right, that you're supposed to do these kind of things, and uh, there's things growing in the garden, and sometimes they're awesome, and then other times people come over and they're like, you know that thing is a weed, right, and I'm like, well, a weed is kind of just what you don't want in your garden, you know, it's like, it's kind of, um, you know, there's some debate on weeds, they're like, no, that one's actually quite dangerous for children, okay, cool, let's take that out, uh, we won't have that, um, and this week we uh, were excited, Caleb... Many years ago, Caleb's brother and uh, sister-in-law um, gave him a hammock, right? 12 years ago, in fact, they gave him a hammock. And it's been in our roof for 12 years. Uh, well, in his roof first, and then, then we got married, and it came to our roof. Uh, and so we discovered this week a place to hang the hammock, and it's like the perfect spot. So that felt quite exciting, kind of uh, finding this thing. But as you garden, you have lots of time to think and reflect on what's growing right? Uh, and I've been thinking a little bit, kind of how that translates to what is growing in my life. And see, we're, we're looking at putting some fruit trees in, into our garden, uh, but it's going to take a little while for them to produce fruit. Like, I'd like to think, plant a mandarin tree, that year you'll get mandarins, right? And maybe you'll get one or two. But the idea is, right, over time, uh, that it takes time to invest. We invest now, and we what we want for the future, and, and I, it's kind of got me thinking, what things am I investing in now that would produce fruit in my life in the future? What's the stuff that I'm going to plant this year that will produce fruit then, later? And, and resolutions are often about achievements. What am I going to invest in or accomplish this year? And there's lots of lots of great things you can do. I wonder, how do you decide what's best? And I've been uh, reflecting on some thoughts I heard from Benning Liebscher. He's uh, the uh, senior pastor of Jesus Culture Church. You might have heard their music. They're famous for their music. And I wanted to just share a couple of the thoughts with you this morning. Uh, in Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians 9, the Apostle Paul is using the illustration of a race. Uh, to explain that the kind of the Christian life requires focus. And uh, if you turn with me to uh, 1 Corinthians 9, uh, 24 to 26, it says this. Do you not know that in, all, uh, that in a race all runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. And see, Paul is saying that the Christian life, everybody is running. But not everybody is running towards things that are eternally significant. See, he's addressing people who are kind of running without direction. They're aimlessly running. He's talking about people who are completing actions but they're kind of missing their mark. They're not hitting anything. They've got forward momentum, but they're not achieving what they set out to do. 
And sometimes, I don't know about you, but I kind of imagine getting to the end of my life uh, and looking back on it. Um, last year, my, my 94-year-old, three-year-old Grandy died. And, and, you know, you go to a funeral and you have these moments where you're kind of reflecting on a life, right? And you talk about uh, the significance of that person in your life. And I kind of imagine at the end of my life, uh, I, I like to imagine myself sitting on a park bench looking over a lake. That's kind of like my happy place. Uh, and so I imagine myself there, like, to think I'm going to grow old, right? And uh, I want to think that at that time, that I'll look back on the things I've been a part of and feel like I've given my life to meaningful things, right? That not every single thing I did had humongous eternal meaning, but actually that what I was doing overall, the things that were a part of my life, the things that I was setting my mind on were meaningful. And I don't want to think that I've spent my life on stuff that doesn't really matter. And this year, we can be involved in lots of things, right? There can be a lot of activity. But how do we know that what we are doing is what God sees as important? And I want to talk to you a little bit about this because I think it's really uh, significant for us as we come into the year. Uh, the reason why Paul was able to say that I'm not running aimlessly, that I'm hitting the mark, was that he was able to define success, right? Can we define what real success is? See, the, the, world, the world's definition of success uh, is often influences us, right? The uh, numbers or status, or wealth, uh, rather than being influenced by the kingdom definition of success. And I think the tricky thing about this is that the kingdom uh, success can be best determined uh, through the lens of eternity, right? As Christians, uh, the mandate on our lives from the book of John is that we're to bear fruit, uh, if you turn to John 15, verse 16, it says this, right? It says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you. So that's Jesus saying to us, I chose you and I appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give to you. See, so we're to bear fruit, lots of fruit. But it's not just to bear fruit, is to bear fruit that lasts, that, that remains. And the world is continually trying to encourage us to, to determine success based on short-term results. But instead, I think the challenge is that we should focus now on what we're going to be talking about in 20 years' time. Right, that, that what we're talking about now, what we're focusing on now are the things that we're going to think are important uh, as time goes on. And I, I, like I've been thinking uh, back to, to when we first started youth here at church, uh, when church first got going and we started youth and uh, we were stoked on a Friday night if like we managed to pull off a game. Right, we'd planned this game, like any youth leaders know, right, you're like a bit ambitious and you're like, this could go really badly, all these teenagers there, and, and like we were stoked if we pulled off a game, or if we didn't break something, that was also quite a big achievement. Um, uh, we were happy about lots of kids turning up, uh, and, and an event going well, right, that was stuff that we were excited about, and, and that feels important at the time, uh, and those things are, but... It's not the things that I reflect on with joy now over a decade later. See, it's the young people that still love Jesus 
that, that I talk about. Right, it's the people uh, that, that, that are living their lives passionately for God that fills me with joy, right? And at the end of the last year, I, um, I had the blessing of going up, uh, being graduated from McCoops College and Megan and a few of our other guys from here. And I, uh, one of the other young ladies who graduated, I'd met her as a 13-year-old uh, at youth, and she was graduating from Bible College. Uh, and when I was there, uh, I kind of connected with the, her group of friends. The amazing thing is these guys who came to youth uh, are all still friends. Lots of them have moved to Auckland. And what's super cool is that they're just pursuing the call of God on their lives, right? They've kind of worked it out, right? Over time, there's been some kind of figuring out. But actually, for all of them, uh, they've kind of got a sense of what God wants to do if in and through them, and so they're working it out. And I felt really emotional, right? I sat next to Grace at the blessing of, of being with her, and we uh, celebrated all these people graduating. And it, uh, I thought, God, this is so cool, right? All of these things, all of these moments, I, I'd kind of stumbled into being in youth, but I loved it because over time you got to know these young people, and then uh, we got to see like God growing in their lives. And now, it makes me feel old again, right? That kind of sense of being like, wow, actually, it's so cool that the people that you met 10 years later, over a decade later, that they're still passionately following Jesus. And that didn't happen for every single one, but I'm celebrating those that did, right? And I'm believing for the ones that didn't, that the seed that we planted will bear fruit, that it will be fruit that remains, and it reminded me in that moment that I want to spend my time this year doing things that will remain. See, the tension of the world is that we feel we kind of have to put metrics around what we do. How successful was this event that we held or, or, or the business venture uh, that we participated in? And we, we kind of get focused on, on short-term achievement. And it's tricky because we can get discouraged, right, when we pray for someone and, and we don't see an immediate breakthrough. Or we tell someone our testimony, share a story about our life, and it, it doesn't kind of immediately seem like it has an impact or, or there's any fruit that comes from it. And sometimes we kind of feel this pressure like, oh, we have to kind of like feel like we have to give a number, to success, oh, I'm doing this thing and it's been this successful and, and or point kind of to a specific result. And the tricky thing is we can, can't really determine success outside of eternity. And so I think it's helpful to ask some questions, right, as we go into things this year. Is this going with me to eternity? And will Jesus even ask me about it? Right? When I get to heaven... I don't think that Jesus is going to say, hey, um, hey, Penny, on that 15th of January, how many people came to church? Right? And, oh, okay, so you cool. You had like 300 people. Cool. Oh, did you know that in Equippers Dunedin, they had 300 people? Right? I just don't think that that's the conversation that we're going to be having, right? Instead, I think he's going to be more concerned about asking me about the people in my world. Hey, you know the lady that I've put in your world whose husband died? How, how did you care for her? Uh, see, I think that that's the kind of things that Jesus is going to want to talk to me about. And thinking about defining success in the kingdom, I think there's kind of two aspects. The first one is this, obedience. 
And the second one is faithfulness. And, and I think you can kind of sum it up. Like, did you do what I asked you to do? And were you faithful with it? Because the tricky thing, the temptation is to buy into this pressure that success in the kingdom and success in 2023 is somehow connected to numbers or a list or, or fame or something other than obedience and faithfulness. And as we stand before God, God, we can say, God, I did my best to be faithful with the gifts that you gave me and the experiences, and, and I did my best to be obedient with what you're asking me. And do you know, I don't think we're always going to get it right. And I think the tricky thing is that, that being faithful and obedient, we're not perfect, right? We're not perfect, but actually there's a heart decision to say, God, I just want to give my best to this. I want to try and be obedient to what you're asking me to do and and just to be faithful with that. And in Corinthians 3, verse 6 to 9, Paul writes to the church in Corinth about the work he has done amongst them. He says this, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. Isn't that cool? Right, God is the one who makes it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters it have a one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor, for we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. See, we plant and we water, but it's God who increases. And when we consider the year and all that God might want to do through us, I think it's important to remember our position in relation to God. See, God talks a lot about the fact that we are his kids, right? That we are the children of God, his sons and our daughters. And and the the thing is, as we go into the year, I think we always have this choice. See, if we choose to come to him with with what we do, then then we'll be good sometimes, but there's a chance that, that we won't be so good. Right, if I uh, try to come to him thinking that my, his love for me or his approval is based on my performance as a mum, right, like I'm acutely aware of how imperfect I am as a mum. I went biking with some friends and it was great <laughs> to talk about the fact that parenting is tricky, right? And I, you know, that feeling of like, man, I'll feel like when I'm rocking it, cool, you know, but actually there's times when I don't feel like I'm doing that great. That's not the fact that Jesus doesn't love me because of my achievement in those situations. See, if I choose to come to him as a child, then I'll be great all the time because he made me and I'm his. His love, his affection, his attention, his care are not things that we have to earn. See, this year, I just want to be a daughter who figures out what pleases his heart, and does do that, right? Here's success, obedience and faithfulness. There's a son or a daughter figuring out what moves the heart of God, and just continue to do that, and try to do it despite setbacks, right? Despite falling over, you know, because it's, it's like we're not going to be perfect all of the time, And the big question you may have as uh, I talk about this is, what is it that I need to be faithful uh, and obedient with? I'm I'm not sure, right? Some of us go into the end, we're like, got a real clear sense of what God wants to do in our lives. And other people, we hear people talk about this thing, and we're like, I don't know. 
I'm not sure. I've never heard. Like people say, I heard God say something, and they're like, I've never heard God speak to me. Like so, they, you know, there's this real sense that maybe that's you. You're like, I'm not sure. I don't actually know. And and I think that's uh, that's a really helpful thing to ask because you know, as we start to grow, we learn to hear Him speak to us in different ways. But it's important uh, sometimes to just think some things like this: What or who is in my world right now that I can influence? Maybe it's being a mum or a dad or a student, right, or a worker, or maybe in a retirement village, right? You're the re- a resident in a retirement village, and you can think, right, who's in my world? Who's in my world that I can influence? What's on my heart about the world? I think often uh, God puts stuff on our heart that we care about. You know, you see something and you just feel that kind of heart response, and if there are things in your life that you know, maybe this year that you felt uh, you gave uh, God gave you, but you failed at them. You know, it's okay to pick them back up. It's not too late. And God, it's never too late to try again, or to pick something up that's on your heart that you had let go. I think you know, maybe, maybe you get to the point this year, right? And, and a few speed bumps come along, and you find yourself not regularly coming into community, right? Not coming to church or things. Just decide one day, it's okay to just start coming back at any point, right? That's all right. Sometimes we get to this point where we're like, I haven't been for four weeks, maybe somebody asked me, and it's like, no, you just just come back, right? Often we feel like, man, I I just didn't manage that thing. I just kind of, it dropped. And like, I think New Year's resolutions is heaps of pressure in some ways, right? Because we feel like as soon as we eat that piece of chocolate cake, that we're like (gasps) feeling guilty about it, kind of, you know? But it's like, actually in God, I think it's just a time to, to go again. Right, and, and my encouragement to you, I, I really don't want you to feel pressure this morning. I, I really came into this year thinking, like, God, actually, I just, I want to I take that off because I don't think God wants us to feel that pressure coming into the year. I believe that God's like, hey, I've just put stuff in your life. I just want you to do your best with what I've given you. I want you to seek after me to find out what are the things that, that, that you're wanting me to do, but also just to kind of, to try, right? To do your best, to be faithful with that, and just to connect with God, to come as his kid, and just connect with him, not because we have to do these things to tick off that he'll love us if we complete this list of stuff that we're supposed to do, but actually just as his children and enjoying his presence. See, I think of it, if you think about your life in the light of eternity, and it's like looking at your life in a zoomed out way. Like, you know, life has peaks and it's got little dips, right? But it's kind of like the general overall trajectory of your life. I think that's what's cool is that, you know, we're acutely aware of all the stuff that we do that's awesome and the stuff that we don't. But actually, you know, like the, the, the looking at success in the light of eternity is like, God, okay, yeah, it wasn't always awesome or perfect, but actually, God, I, I just tried to do the best that I could. And, and that, I think, is success. And I... I, I I thought it was a bit cool to do this, right? This year, wouldn't it be cool as a church? And maybe, team, you guys can come wherever they are. Ben and Izzy. Uh, oh, there, yeah. Look at this. Wouldn't it be great this year if we just started applauding what God applauds? Right? In our church, there are couples who've been married for over 40 years. Like, that's awesome, right? Like, I love that. Because we've been married for a few years, but I love that there are people in this church that show me, like, 
you know, what, what's possible, right? That, that, I think that's stuff that we can celebrate. That there's single parents who've persisted in raising their children in godly ways. Like, that's the stuff I want to celebrate. That's the success. Those are the things. People who just love and serve their community, right? Those people who've, like, they're doing significant things, but you wouldn't know, right? They're just doing it in their own space. They're just loving people and caring for people, connecting with people. People who are doing their assignment, because the danger is this, right? We think that, like, we have to kind of have, like, this, I don't know, you know when someone asks you what you do and you feel all this pressure all of a sudden to be like, do this really awesome job, you know? Do you, does that ever happen to you when you're introducing yourself and you're like, okay, this is what I'm, a, you know, I'm, I'm ju- you can say, you maybe say something like this, I'm just a, I'm just a mum, or, you know? But actually, if that's what God's asked you to do, and you're doing that really awesomely well, or your best of your ability, isn't that cool? Right? This year, I think we should applaud people who are doing their assignment. Right? Like, that's the things that we should be celebrating. And I wonder, do we want to get to the end of our lives and think, man, I was busy. I was busy. But I don't know. Did I cross the finish line? Did I, did I hit the mark? I, I don't even know what the mark was, to be honest. See, the mark is this, obedience and faithfulness. That's it. And I think just to encourage us to, uh, to begin, not just to go after it, but also to celebrate it in other people. And, and I just want to invite you just in this moment, as, as the team are going to play, I just want you to connect with God. Maybe however you do that, you can close your eyes. And I just wonder if you'd be happy to ask God this, these questions. What is it? that you're wanting me to focus on this year, God? What have you put in my hand? And, and maybe you recognize that you're carrying a real weight from things that you were involved in last year and, and like they didn't go as you'd hoped. Or maybe you just want someone to stand and to pray with you. Maybe you feel like, I, I'm directionless. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I, and I've tried asking God. I didn't really know if I heard from him. We'd love to be able to pray with you. We've got an awesome prayer team who like come prep every week to pray for people. And so just as the team play, I'd like to invite you. If you feel brave enough, you can come to the front. Otherwise, at the end of the service, feel free to come as well. But this morning, I just believe that God wants to speak. This morning for us, some of us, it's just renewing fresh vision. For others of us, it's just reminding us of the things that He's put in our lives. For others, it's just an excitement of something fresh, something coming. Lord, I thank You that in this moment that You're speaking, God, and I pray that we would be Your people who hear, uh, Lord, that just the touch of a Father who loves them this morning, God, and that as You speak, God, I pray, uh, Lord, that You just commission us to be people who, who impact our world, but God, in a way that we can just be obedient and faithful with the things that You've given to us this morning, God. Thank You that You're speaking right now in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch.